All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Shy Podcast. I'm Cody. And I'm Tatiana. I'm Luke. And today, we've been on a month hiatus, but today we're talking... <laughs> we're back. Metabolic adaptation, how it ties in the types of training that we've done, how the types of training that you do with your clients, and ultimately nutrition because we're trying to burn body fat. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the big goal with most people is to be healthy, right? But mm. being healthy is to have the right balance of body fat adipose tissue to, to muscle. So like some of the risks and stuff that are associated with being, I guess, I won't say too fat, but having too high a body fat percentage or like mm-hmm. what? They're very high. So metabolic adaptation to the core is the process by which the body just begins to change how efficient it is with the amount of food you eat and what it um, transfers into energy. So basically what that means is your body is super duper efficient. Um, and we don't really talk about metabolic adaptation when it comes to like starvation or famine. I think when in the fitness world, at least we talk about it really only when it ties into dieting. Um, so it's the body's response to quote unquote starvation or dieting for too long. And there's a lot of risks that come with, adapting to a low caloric intake and then overfeeding because suddenly your body is just, yeah, you're hungry. Um, so there's a lot of risks that go into that and we're going to talk about them. But, um, first we do want to let you know that there's other things that tie in, um, to this metabolic adaptation response. It's not just like starving yourself or being in a caloric deficit. This can also occur with, um, overtraining or, um, too much cardio. All right, so let's circle back to like the risk and how to prevent it when you really understand like what what is metabolic adaptation like what's an example of like someone that's going through metabolic adaptation? what would you say mm-hmm. I mean I think it's a, a bulk of what we see um, as trainers are people coming in um, that are really just stuck mm-hmm. and they're um, doing I say they're doing things right. They're in the gym, they're working out, um, they're putting in the time and the effort, they're just not doing it correctly. And so... It was me. Yeah. This was 2019, Cody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could, couldn't be on the couch because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. 2018, Cody. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we see this a lot. Um, and so a lot of times, uh, people's go-to uh, training method when they're wanting to lose body fat and get into shape, it, it's cardiovascular training. Mm-hmm. Um, and and under eating. And under yeah. Eating, yeah. And so a lot of times with people, their starting point um, will be insert a ton of cardio, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will have success when they're doing that. Um, but over time, what's going to happen is that metabolic adaptation response. Um, the more cardio, cardio you do, the more efficient your body is going to become at doing said cardio. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so you will, your body will require less and less calories um, to do the same amount of work over time. Yeah. And so people will see that initial response from their body to lose some body fat, lose some weight. And, and they're like, oh, this down. is working. Right. <laughs> so, and, and so I see them, it starts slowing down or it stops completely and they're in this, this stagnant state and they're stuck. Um, but their response is because it worked in the past is more cardio. 
Yeah. Um, and so they're hurting themselves. You're literally going to drive yourself into the grass. Yeah, Seriously. Yeah. Or eating less is another thing I see people yeah. do. And they're like, oh, well, yeah. I need more cardio and I need to eat less. Um, and it's like, well, you're actually eliciting um, a response in your body that's going to want to store body fat mm-hmm. by doing these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with anything, that there's diminishing returns with anything in, in fitness. So yeah. administering the right amount of uh, resistance training, the right amount of cardio. Like we're not sitting here telling you not to do any cardio because obviously you need to burn calories, right? Yeah, yeah we're not against most, cardio. <laughs> there's a more efficient way of doing it. Your body's so good at being in homeostasis. It's so good at just being in center line. So as soon as you start eating a bunch more calories, your body's like, all right, cool, that's my baseline. As soon as you start eating a, a ma- massive deficit, your body's going to bring that down. That's going to be your deficit. Well, you mm-hmm. can't. I guess you can always eat more calories, mm-hmm. but you can't go below zero, right? Mm-hmm. So if your your way of losing fat or losing losing weight is just constantly, oh, I'm going to take 200 calories, I'm going to continue to take it, take it, take it out, mm-hmm. you're going to hit zero eventually. Yeah. Then you're running on nothing. Um, obviously, everybody has just a basal metabolic rate. Like your body just needs gas in the tank just to open your eyes every day, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so, just like you said, just because it worked in the past doesn't mean it's going to work as efficiently right. in the future. And the big thing that we're talking about is efficiency. We want to be able to lose fat, not muscle. Mm-hmm. You need to have a, a certain percentage of body fat, but you don't want to just be losing numbers, on like a number on the scale. Mm-hmm. You have to use the scale at times because it is something that you can quantify, something you can measure on a daily basis. Like, are you going to go get a DEXA scan every single day? Like, no. no. Right? But, uh... It's just people get so obsessed with something that worked in the past. Yeah. And I hate hearing that from people like, oh, you know, like <laughs> I've been a total piece. I drink all the time, but, I, you know, I'll just do keto for like two weeks and, and I'll look good. I'll look good by summer. Yeah. And right now it's starting to be spring. It's been 70 a couple of days in a row. So everybody's like, oh, you know, like now the crash diets, the fat diets are coming on hard. Yeah. yeah. And um, that's something we are tr- super like not for. <laughs> yeah. Fat diets. Uh-huh. We'll cover that at a different time, but uh, doing this the appropriate way will not damage your metabolism long term. Okay. And mm-hmm. we're about to see and talk to and interact with a bunch of people that are going to do a bunch of unhealthy things over the next two to three months, so that they can look. Yeah, okay. beach ready. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <They look> okay, <laughs> for three months. Yeah, right? yeah. and they're going to feel horrible. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to gain all that weight back. Yes, and that's one thing we do want to discuss too. Um, So this process, metabolic adaptation, just understand this. Your body is super efficient. So whatever you do, your body is going to respond really well. Whether it is a bunch of cardio or you are putting yourself in a deficit, you are going to see results, but those results are not going to last. Or you're not going to keep going at a downhill like fat loss, um, weight loss, whatever it is your goals are. And so what we want to do is explain to you how to not get stuck, right? And so because your body is super fantastic at adapting, um, what we want to do is do it smartly and do it correctly. So when you are trying to put yourself in a caloric deficit, you are trying to hit your goals. Um, There's no need to do something that is not sustainable, whether it's overtraining or undereating. Um, and some of the risks that comes with your body adapting to a very low caloric deficit, and this is one thing I see all the time. I'll have clients come to me, and they're like, okay, well, I used to have a really fast metabolism, but now it's slowed down, and I can't lose any more weight. 
Um, and then I'll have them track their food for about a week. And I see that they're eating 1200 calories, um, doing six to f- five to six group fitness classes a week. And then like a run on a weekend. And yeah. it's just like, it's just, it's sad because it's like these people are hurting themselves. Um, and then there's really no clear solution. Like you don't see this being advertised or sponsored on social media, right? Like how to reverse all the damage you've done to your body. Um, yeah. it's always like they're selling some kind of juice or fruit tea or something or strawberry some ketones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so to prevent that, what we want to do is, um, make sure that you are not hurting yourself. Um, and some of the risks that comes with adapting and being in a low caloric deficit is the risk of overfeeding. And this is really what happens when someone overfeeds from being in a deficit for so long, you can actually gain all the weight back and then some like you've seen that before i've experienced that i've experienced it, and it sucks and it's like you work so hard and then all of a sudden all your hard work is gone um and there's research and studies that have come out they actually experienced this with lab rats um they put them in a deficit and then they put them in a surplus for like i don't know a couple weeks and they found that they actually have gained new fat cells like your body develops new fat cells and you can't get rid of fat cells. So yeah, because you shouldn't, you shouldn't be starving yourself. Yeah. And that's kind of like, we talked about like one of the things, some of the things that can happen with like these, these fat diets or whatever. The big thing that we're trying to, I guess you say cure is people's relationship with food. Mm -hmm. Like it shouldn't be any point where you like feel like you have to starve yourself or eliminate something that's not like due to like an allergy or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, and then once you reintroduce it, you reintroduce it in a very, like, malicious manner because it's like you're doing, oh, I'm so bad. Like, I had this or had that. Like, there's some foods you should never, like, touch. Like, you shouldn't eat anything with a ton of high-fructose corn syrup. But should you beat yourself up over, like, having a donut or whatever? Like, no. No. Yeah, you're Luke and I had donuts okay. for breakfast this morning. <laughs> <You're gonna be laughs> yeah, and so to get out of that metabolic adaptation, what's so, so important, and if any of my clients are listening, you know I've preached about this, it's um, reverse dieting. Um, and slowly reintroducing calories to get your metabolism back to a healthy um, point. Um, but this is so underrated because no one like wants to stay where they're at to fix their metabolism. You don't see progress right away. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You it feel better, but you don't. You know, you don't look like you did when you were only eating a thousand calories. Um, but it's so important because you have to think long term, right? Yeah, exactly. And you're gonna feel so much better long term, like. Even someone like me, like, I feel, look better now than I did a year ago. Mm-hmm. Feel better now, but I'm eating more. But you took but you the time. To go through the process. Yeah. If you asked me, like, two months ago, I was like, I was feeling pretty fat. <laughs> I wasn't feeling good. A little but fluffy. I was just, I was just, we all do sometimes. Like, I mean, also, I was eating 4,300 calories. Nobody else that was listening to this is probably going to be eating that yeah. a lot. And Cody so was also with, burning like a thousand calories a day though. Yeah. So like with me, it's also like 10,000. <laughs> yeah. With, with me, it's also like, it was give and take. Like I wasn't willing to part with all of the training that I was doing, mm-hmm. but you could sit down with a client and you could say like, all right, go to the gym three times a week. Three times a week. The other like three days of the week. Yeah. Just do like a more moderate workout. Yeah. Me, I was just like, all right, I got to do like five, six days a week. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so just understand getting yourself into that happy place has to be done with resistance training. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's probably the number one thing that you're never going to meet anybody that knows what they're talking about. And when you ask them like, Hey, I want to lose fat. 
and they're going to say, like, all right, their number one answer should always be resistance training. Like, yeah. It depends. Works for so many things in fitness, but it's 99% true that you need to be doing some sort of resistance training. When we say resistance training, we mean lifting weights. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't even know how you guys do it. It's, it's super frustrating for me. I'm not a trainer to talk to people. And they're like, oh, like, I shouldn't, not going to lift yeah. weights and X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, hey, no, like, if you want to do it, lift weights, cut this class out. Mm-hmm. Um, so many, obviously, um, speed up your metabolism because your body literally needs to work harder. Your body has to work harder to sustain muscle versus sustaining fat. So yeah. you're picking your metabolism like that. You're just naturally going to burn more calories. Yeah, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, right now, if I just lay and fall asleep right now and I've slept all through tomorrow, I'm still going to burn like 3,000 calories while I'm sleeping tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's because I have 200 pounds of muscle on me. So having muscle on your body is going to make you burn more fat. It does the work for you. It's and, great. Exactly. So do a little bit of work up front, put on muscle mass so that you can sustain a caloric burn over a longer period of time mm-hmm. without having to do an extra hour of cardio mm-hmm. or whatever the hell it is. Yes. Be. Right. That's so important. Um, the other thing, just, I mean, for yourself long-term, structurally, you're going to see so many more injuries to people that aren't doing resistance training. So yeah. you see these chronic injuries. You see people that um, knees and hips and whatever it might be because – they're just running mm-hmm. and there's so much um, structural damage is done on you. And so like, all right, cool. Are you going to go run a marathon? Yeah, yeah but you're going to do a lot of damage to your body. If you just lift weights resi- and do resistance training, I think you're going to see a lot more benefits. And studies have shown you're going to see a lot more benefits, fat burning and mm-hmm. um, healthiness to your metabolism long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, for the fellas to um, testosterone. It's going to be a big one yes. too. When you're lifting those heavy weights, um, you're going to be releasing that free test. Um, whereas if you're doing a ton of cardio, you're actually going to be releasing more cortisol. Um, mm. So the fat burning hormones versus the fat storing hormones. Um, so strength training is a must. Um, did you have anything else on that you were about to go on another strength training piece? Um, no, obviously I was going to hit on the testosterone, but for sure with you just see, um, like I've struggled with this with like my mom, like. Someone who's elderly, just older than 29, uh, you you need to be lifting. Like, there's so much of a bigger – there's a huge difference between, like, a 60-year-old who lifts weights and a 60-year-old who doesn't lift weights. Oh, yeah. 25, 26-year-olds, like, you guys all look the same to me. Mm-hmm. People who don't lift weights, you can get away with it. But, like, set the basis now for the long term. Like, lifting weights, there's, there's so many pros um, to it long term yeah. for your metabolism. For the structure of your body, yeah. and like you said, for guys, for sure with testosterone. Testosterone fat is the only estrogen-producing t- tissue, so literally having more fat on your body produces estrogen, which is gonna make you off kilter as a man. <laughs> and I just think too, like your body is going to decay over time, right? That's just what happens when we get old. So why not slow down the process? Yeah, I mean, you need muscle to support your skeletal system. That's mm-hmm. why a lot of times you see elderly people start to slowly just like fall over yeah. yeah yeah and it's because they don't have muscle to hold them up to support that skeletal system so um super important it's also going to change your the way you look um even if you have really low body fat if you have no muscle underneath there it, it's not going to look that great um so put some muscle underneath that body fat, and that's when the, like the external results are going to really start to show 
Exactly. And, I mean, you see this with your cardio bunnies. You see this with people that just think, like, I, I'm going to run three miles a day, four or five days a week. Like, you're not building muscle. This, this long running, this, I need to do cardio for, and cardio, let's, like, be clear. Like, cardio isn't walking on a treadmill for 30 minutes. Cardio is, like, pushing your your heart rate, like, above, like, 130 beats per minute, right? So doing like high intensity cardio for a long duration, you're gonna burn more muscle out. And that's why you see undefined legs. You see yeah. flat butts. You see <laughs> flabby arms, right? Yeah. On skinny girls. No, it's yeah. true. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying it for girls right now, but you see it a lot with guys too, and they call it dad bod, they call it whatever you mm. want. Um, and it's just like, literally you can tell if someone is just overdoing it on the cardio. Like yeah. I did a group fitness class this morning and there was a ton of guys in there that I'm like, I can tell that you're not lifting any weights as part of a program mm-hmm. that would be conducive towards building muscle. I can tell you're doing HIIT training for 45 minutes straight. Yeah, like and that's you, cardio. Like, you, like your heart rate is like at 156 <laughs> for 45 minutes yeah. straight. So yeah. that is cardio. So like you're not yeah. – the fact that you did it with um, dumbbells in your hands doesn't yeah. mean anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's – Cardio a di- with weights. There, yeah, d- definitely. Yeah. There's <laughs> such – there's a difference between like doing shoulder press, like standard shoulder press, and then like shoulder press bicep curl to a burpee. You know, like obviously you're going to burn more calories when you do cardio, but that doesn't mean it's helping you. Um, so yeah, cardio is cardio. You're exercising your heart, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but doesn't always mean that you're going to benefit your physique or overall health yep. with strength. And don't get attached to uh, the number on your watch for your caloric burn when you're doing yeah. strength training. Um, I've had people, um, when I put them on strength training programs, they're like, oh, I, I just don't burn as many calories. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, yeah, you're doing a different type of training. Cardio mm-hmm. is going to burn more calories, but like what we talked about, it's not going to build any muscle. Yeah. Um, so put the work in on the front end, like Cody talked about, you have more muscle, you're going to burn more calories throughout the day. So you don't have to hit that thousand calorie a day burn or whatever it might be. Um, it's going to vary depending on what your programming for that day is. So mm-hmm. it might be a cardio day and you're going to burn more calories, or it might be a strength training day. You're going to burn less calories, but understand that your goal isn't to burn as many calories as possible. Yeah. It's to put some muscle on your body. Yeah. We're trying to get out of the adaptation of that cult like cardio burn and get your body adapted to building muscle because once you start lifting weights, your body's going to respond, especially if you're brand new, so well. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and even then, like when we talk about like lifting weights and we talk about resistance training, you do have to switch. I mean, this is gets more granular, but you do have to switch the type of resistance training that you're doing every three to four weeks because like you said, Tatiana, like, your body is so good at adapting mm-hmm. to the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Like when you get, str- like when you think, like, oh, I hit a new PR. Like your body is yeah. maybe going to stay there for a minute. It's going to adapt. You're yeah. going to feel stronger, right? Yeah. But then you got to keep pushing. But yeah, so <laughs> a lot of people think yeah. like they have cor- just correlate losing weight, and we always talk about weight because they just look at a number on a scale. Losing weight mm-hmm. with I need to do more cardio when in fact lifting weights is the basis it really is that's really what it comes back to it comes out to fueling your body properly doing your resistance training doing some cardio for your heart but not using it to reach your goals um so 
we talked about what metabolic adaptation is, and we've given some, some of you guys some examples. Cody and I are an example of this, <laughs> a lot of my clients, but um, we let you know the risk. And so how to prevent it and how to go about it, the best thing you can do if you feel like you are you have a body that's metabolically adapted, you're stuck, you can't lose weight, the best thing to do is start tracking your calories or macros just to see where you're at um, and then seek help. Like find a nutritionist or ask one of us. We'd be happy to help you um, because the best thing to probably do right now is just reverse diet you. Like even if you don't feel like I, I've never been in a defi deficit or I, I don't think I've dieted ever, but maybe that's just what's, what your eating habits are like. Um, so reverse diet, get out of a caloric deficit. You can't, it's really hard to build muscle when you are in a caloric deficit. Um, reverse diet and then gradually introduce more calories and start resistance training if you're not already. Mm -hmm. uh, should we hit a little more? We've thrown that word around a lot, but probably most people don't know what that looks like. Uh, reverse. reverse diet. Yeah. Um, yeah. so reverse diet, it's, it's pretty simple. It's just slowly adding calories over time. Um, the, your goal is to do it slowly so that you're not gaining a ton of body fat. Um, mm -hmm. we've actually seen a lot of our clients who are in that adaptation, uh, phase and they're doing too much cardio and not eating enough. When we introduce more calories to their diet, oftentimes they lose body fat. Oh, oh my uh, gosh. And so it's, it's funny cause they're eating more, but their body fat is going down. Um, so it's a slow process. Um, it typically, I mean, it's different for everybody depending on what your baseline is. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe anywhere between 50 to 150 calories a week you should be adding. But again, everyone's different. So yeah. for yeah. some people you have to go a little slower. Some people you can push a little faster without seeing that body fat gain. But, um, ideally you can do it without gaining any body fat. Um, like Cody. Correct. Yeah. How did, how, didn't we increase yeah. your calories went up um, crazy amount? I went up, what we started at like 2,500. I think about that. Yeah. We pushed over six months or seven months up to 4,200, like 4,250, I think. And I gained like maybe a percent of body fat. I gained overall like five pounds. So I put on a good amount of muscle and I burned and I lost, I lost body fat overall. I think I gained like pounds of body fat versus a percentage of body fat. And that was just that I was overtraining. I was under eating. Um, my body was adapted so that I had the baseline of like a 25 year old girl. <laughs> he was eating as much as I was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I was still lifting a ton of weight. Yeah. So I was, I had the result, like like we talk about this, it has to be all encompassing. Like you can't do one, you can't lift weights and then not take care of your nutrition, not administer cardio appropriately mm -hmm. and expect to not have a maladapted um, metabolism. Mm -hmm. And then same thing goes like you can't be under your nutrition, do cardio and then not lift weights. Like you have to have all three to do this mm -hmm. efficiently. Like you can look okay. Like somebody's going to want to date you, but <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to look as good as you can, right? You're going to feel as good as you can. You're not going yeah. to have a good of mood as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like with me, the big thing was, is just understanding like this is a process. Luckily I'm so damn busy. Luke, you just like text me the numbers. And I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm just going to do it now. Like mm -hmm. I don't have time to argue it. Like I'm just, it's okay. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so we gradually increase, increase. And what I've noticed, because I've never done this myself, is like we were pushing. It's custom tailored. So, like, this is why you need to work with, like, a nutritionist or a dietitian or, or a trainer like you guys because um, you understood that I burn a shit ton of calories, right? Mm-hmm. So carbs would be continued to be pushed because yeah. I needed the energy source. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, people can do their keto stuff or whatever. Like there's science that shows like that's okay for certain types of people when you're carnivore or whatever it is. Like do your, do your thing. But it's not mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's probably, probably not for anybody. But, <laughs> it's not for everybody, right? um, but like me personally, I need carbs. Like, I, like yes. anybody that's like, oh, like I'm doing keto. I'm like, all right, well, like you could never do what I do. Like you wouldn't last a week in my life. So, mm-hmm. right? Like I see people that like are out there like doing like keto. I've been keto for so long. I've lost, lost a bunch of weight. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go to the gym and then let's go work. Right. Let's go back to the gym and let's go run. Mm-hmm. I was like, but you don't have the energy source to that. So like yeah. we would continue to push carbs and I was able to, and this is really important. Um, ties into something that we're going to talk about later, but it's really important to understand that like, all right, do I want to skip a meal or do I want to take out carbs or do I want to add in the carbs and do I want to make my workout that much more efficient? Yeah. So it's like, all right, cool. I can eat more, which means I can push more weight so I can put on more muscle. Mm-hmm. Or I can pull back and then I'm just not building weight and now I'm just going to stay small, which yeah. is frightful. Yeah. <laughs> it's just energy in, energy out. Exactly, at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, reverse dieting is super important. Cody did it and now he's feeling and looking even better. Um, many of my clients, especially my initial clients, my female clients have, um, we've had to reverse diet before I can even go into the cutting phase or the losing body fat phase. But there's a high percentage of them. Like one of my clients, she's doing so well. We started maybe a month and a half ago. All I've done is increased her calories by like five, 600 and she's lost 10 pounds. Um, and most of it is body fat because we've incorporated resistance training too. So the two and two really go hand in hand. And we're not saying that maybe you're suffering from metabolic adaptation, but a high percentage of the people that we are involved with or that we see in our community or our clientele are. So that's why we wanted to let you guys know like what exactly is metabolic adaptation and what can we do to prevent it? So yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So we hope you guys are more informed about uh, metabolic adaptation and um, how to prevent it. Uh, lift your weights and stop hitting yourself. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Bye.